Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 38cottages.com. Hi everyone, this is Mike Ragsdale with 30A Radio, and we are sitting today in Louie Louie. And we are sitting with Louis Sr., I would say certainly the elder half, and I, w- I would argue the better looking half I'm of the, the Louis I'm the Louis. original. The original, that's right. <laughs> we have a new and improved model, but I am the original. And I would also say you're probably, not just because of your taste in shirts, but you are certainly one of 30A's most colorful personalities. I think that's safe to say. Thank you. It's very nice of you. But I don't consider myself that, but no, I'm just a normal guy every day. Well, I don't know I'm that you're for, normal. I'm, thank you. No, I, I'm known for my shirt. It's true, yes. And, and I, I, I keep doing it. I mean, just it became like a trademark. I mean, well, yeah. Everybody comes in expecting me to have one of those. Um, How long does that go back? It started at the 331, 10 years. You know, I started to, because at the beach, uh, I bought some colorful shirt because we were here like linen, easy to wear. And, and then one thing led to the other. I, I started to do research. Uh, and I found this design, American designer, Robert Graham. And I love what he did. I mean, it was so out of the box. And so I started to buy them. And everyone seemed to like it. So I said, why? Why not? I mean, it's amazing how many times on the day you can ask any employee I hear uh, I love your shirt. It's so wonderful. Where did you get it? You know, that was, it, it's flattering. I mean, no, I'm not exactly in the 20 years old. So is it? When was the last time someone told you, I love your shirt? You know, right. That's, that's so what, it's become a calling card. It's become a calling card. You know, so we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Because Sorry, yeah. I should tell the audience that uh, Louis is the mastermind uh, behind uh, the Red Bar. Um, 331 Cafe, and of course, Louie Louie um, here in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Um, but the path to this point has been a long and twisted one. Um, you, you, I, your accent, obviously, I mean, are, is that Defuniac Springs? Or is that <laughs> or Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, no, but you were in, <laughs> the, the, born the, in Belgium? Born or? in Belgium, yeah. It's yeah. A, I'm French-speaking from Belgium. You know. As you know, in Belgium, we have two national languages, uh, French and Flemish. Mm-hmm. And I was born in the French part of Belgium, and French is my mother. So what language. year were you born? 1941. I was born in 1941. And so you were born um, in... Uh, During the World War, World War II. World I mean, War II. No, the, and it's part of the reason why I'm in, in America today. After the war, my mother told me, you know, I'm wonderful, the American world. Mm-hmm. My generation, we are grateful, I mean, to Americans for mm-hmm. liberating us. And she said, I wonder if they were organized and generous. And, and you know, they plant, she planted the seed. And as you know, when the war ended, it's not the end of the trouble. She said it was a very hard time for mm-hmm. us in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And you see ration, and you have to wait another five years. I mean, of getting bread with tickets and mm-hmm. missing everything, rebuilding. So we're starting a network. Then came the 50s, and, you know, and the... Rock and Roll and mm-hmm. America, West Side Story and James Dean and a little bit later. I mean, no, so all the things keep fueling my dream. <laughs> right. So there's a romanticized vision of what America represented. Yes, exactly. And, and America still represents the dream. And still today, well, there's one thing I say when I go home, for instance, you know, they criticize our foreign policies, blah, blah, blah. I say, it's not religion, you know. Does he exist? I cannot prove it, so let's not talk about it. The only thing I, I keep telling them, America, the dream is still alive. If you have a good idea, if you are willing to work, and mm-hmm. it's still possible today. And it certainly mm-hmm. was possible to us. We can, like my story, it started in 1975 in Little Rock, Arkansas. We came just with a contract to open a French restaurant on the top of a bank building, and everyone said, 
Little Rock, Arkansas, are you making fun of me? No, it's not sophisticated. They are rednecks, they are, you know, which is not true, by the way. I mean, yes. they are amazing people in Arkansas and amazing successes. But the beauty of it, I'm, I'm going to, uh, how would I say, concise the story. So I came, started to work, and I, the thing that amazed me is the way people treat, received us. In Europe, no, I'm, I was a metro D, and, and I was doing my job, and you better, better be good at what you do if you want to keep your job. Mm-hmm. But everybody treats you like, you know, you know, like I always say, there's two sides, the napkins and the towels. I want from the towel side. I mean, and, right. But they don't mix usually. But in America, oh, my God, they greeted us like we inv- invented hot water or something like that. <laughs> and I say, oh, we love for you to be here. It's so wonderful. And Because the, the definition of my profession, I mean, we sell the art of living, as a matter of fact, right? You don't need to eat fancy china or riddle glasses. Or, but it's... Very nice to, to sure. drink in red glass. The wine tastes better and food tastes better. And the way we presented the food. And like I say, it's an art. I mean, in Europe, in America, we made a waiter in three days. I mean, you know, in, in Europe, I'm, I was a trainee for four years. I mean, because it's real profession. You know. So what the, the restaurant world has been in your blood since day one, right? Yes, I, mean, I started when I was 15 years old. I mean, and I, and I still love it. I mean, I you know, I still work, I mean, because, not because I have to, but because I, I want to and I enjoy being with my children. You know, it's mm-hmm. a great thing, yeah. So you moved to Little Rock. You didn't just come as a consultant, but then you ended up... Yeah, I was, hi- I was hired in, in Geneva, Switzerland, to run the dining room, along with other chefs, I mean, you know, patissier, entremetier, saucier, I mean, all those amazing people. We were the first to arrive at Little Rock to open this French restaurant. As you know, when you start something, you have this energy and, and dream, and, and they say that that's the first one, of, maybe we'll open some other one in Tulsa, if everything works well, and da-da-da. Great, great. I mean, so they sold us the dream too, and we came and, the, like I said, the public embraced us and, and really liked what we did and mm-hmm. and what we represented. And because we were real, I mean, we were not just fancy with a tuxedo and a big pepper mill. I mean, we yeah. were really professionals. I mean, right. that's which is what we do. But the beautiful part of America, which I love even more. Let's say, make the story short again. Two years later, the restaurant is doing well, but the wife of the owner doesn't like the rock. She's depressed. I mean, she's a very rich lady from Geneva, and she wants to go back home. So the bank that invested a million dollars in 1975 to open this fancy restaurant doesn't want to go back to the stock, uh, stockholder and say, listen, we just blew a million dollars because they want to go back home. I mean, so they, yeah. came, they came to us, the chef, the kitchen, the uh, business manager in the office and myself running the dining room and they say if you s- keep doing what you do we will make you co-owner of the restaurant wow. only in America you know. right. and, and, and you know, those are defining moments in your life right? when you have to sign the $300,000 worth of that instead of a lot of money a, a lot of money and a big and especially in those days because uh, if you remember Jimmy, Jimmy Carter was president with embargo oil the, the interest Rates shoot it up to 22%. Yeah. But I guess ignorance is a blessing because, like my, my mother said, you don't go to jail for that. <laughs> Just sign it. <laughs> Thank you, mommy. <laughs> so uh, the restaurant's name was? Jack and Suzanne. It, it's an iconic restaurant. I mean, it's, it's closed now. They closed it after 10 years. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they made a survey recently. I mean, after being closed 30 years, we are still number the second restaurant that people miss. I mean, because for its 
beauty, the glittering, the service, the view. The, it was real. I mean, when people are still, and so many people remember mm -hmm. uh, they had their 16th birthday or their child was born or they got engaged there. I mean, also the, this moment that you know, stays with you for all your life. I mean, I was so, proud of it. And so then you, you actually went out and opened uh, your own place. Yes, I'm very happy. I had a two pounder, and, you know, and I had to. Three children at the time, you know, and and my partner did not have uh, the same desire of uh, succeeding. I mean, I mean, I said we are not successful enough. We are not making enough money. I mean, and uh, they say, oh, Louis, look, we are no. I mean, I, I want more. I mean, because I want a better life. I want to use the success we have, the name, the good name. We were a five star in the mobile guy and whatever. So let's use this, right? Right. Goodwill. I mean, that's sure. A, So I opened, I branched out, I opened my own restaurant called Maison Louis, and it was a success and wonderful and lasted for, and I opened uh, another restaurant called Isabella Piccolo, which is the name of the Piccolo, Red Bar. Yeah, of course. Because my son did it for me, which is very nice, I mean, they're very sweet. And this uh, was successful too, but I had some, then some personal problem, like, let's say marital problem, that's, that's, it's how to work with your wife in the restaurant business. And, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I don't want to make this story long. <laughs> let's say it shortened the life of the restaurant, we sold it and, okay. and got divorced. I mean, yeah. Then I reopened, went back to Belgium, mm -hmm. I put two things in my, what I mean, and there I found a concept which is the Red Barn today, this Bohemian, eclectic, and amazing. As you know, I, I yeah. think it's amazing decor. I mean, because everybody, everybody finds something. Trademark, yeah. yeah, they find everyone finds something here that they say, "Oh my God, this reminds me of my first concert." Or I had this in my room when I was 16 years old. Everybody had poster in there in the use. I mean, right? So the concept then of, of that you see it at Red Bar and 331 and now Louis Louis originated um, originated in Belgium. In Belgium, I mean, it's an existing place. It's still in existence in Brussels. I mean, they're like. I was inspired by it and, and but as you know like an American friend told me Louis, find a, a, a great concept and make it better you know mm -hmm. that's it. It, you don't have the money most of the time we don't have the money to invent a new concept it takes a lot of money to do that mm -hmm. and I saw this of course when we brought the concept to the Red Barn my son Oli is the one that really we said our philosophy was this let's keep it simple I mean yeah. I'm and Or he did it to the ultimate thing. But usually you say, keep it simple, but then you complicate your life. I mean, you, oh, let's do a scargo, let's do an entree, let's do pate. It slows down the whole process. But right. All he was, these five dishes on the menu, because the origin of Red Bar, he, he was preparing for the locals. I mean, the idea, right? We were not nestled in Greyton Beach. We were not on 38. We were not on 98. We were, to know where it was, I mean, to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so local embraced us. I mean, they loved what yeah. we did. And as you know, I mean, and then that was a wonderful feeling for me. And, and I told my son, I said, you will see when you open your own little place, I mean, it's your place. It's not work, nothing wrong with the Hilton or whatever, but you work for those bean counters. Sure. <laughs> no, it's not the same. So you, you obviously have a history, I mean, with, with Ali and Philippe, you know, uh, family, you know, yes, getting but, that place Philippe and Ali was nine and seven years old when I started Jack and Sudan. And I remember Ali told me that dad, when I saw you going to work with your tuxedo, to me, you, oh, sorry, okay. you look like a... <laughs> James Bond. I mean, right, <laughs> I right, said, right. Wow, he was impressed. <laughs> As a seven years old, see, you know, he's there. I mean, uh -huh. but also one thing they noticed is you, you were always happy to go to work. I mean, you were never oh, I have to go there. No, right. So it was always a pleasure for me. I always loved this because there's a bit of a, let's say, a minus version of show business, so to speak. I mean, it's a very, it's, you see people every night. You are 
giving a show, so to right. speak. I mean, we have an unwritten contract with you when you come that we're going to make give you a nice evening, I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we are celebrating your know, anniversary or just mm-hmm. <laughs> Saturday night, whatever it is. I mean, that's our job to make it light and simple. So there, there's clearly a uh, formula, and we won't necessarily get into the secret formula behind your success, but I would say that, that certainly um, the, the eclectic... Uh, the decor, decor, of course, the, which appears to everybody. I mean, and I noticed it you know, after the first one, because... I chose this concept when I go back. Well, imagine I went back to Europe in 1992, for, and uh, then I was 52 years old, I think, and I had been gone for 18 years. So mm-hmm. my friends were 50 years old, so I said I need to have a, a concept that bring the people. People will go to my place for the concept, not for Louis, because they don't know who Louis is. Louis has been gone for 18 years. My friend age with me, and maybe they will come and support me. But you know, this new clientele. Mm-hmm. Don't know Louis, so really the concept brought them in. I mean, it, what we did there—I mean, it, it, we didn't do food; it was just like a bar. Mm-hmm. So we did French music only, and the music was present, but it was not loud like the other bar. And and I was in one of those places, like you would say, Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. You know, people go out and dance, and they would pick up girlfriend and came to us to talk to them, right. which was really amazing. <laughs> so we thought, it works. Let's yeah. do it. I mean, so, so we kept the concept, I mean, because, and Oli fell in love with it. I mean, when he saw it, he said, Dad, I love this eclectism and, you know, and mm-hmm. this uh, fact that it's so romantic and inexpensive, let's face it, because money and budget is still... Uh, sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I heard you were a... Um, something of a yard sale aficionado exactly. which I did not know for sure until I had a yard sale and you walked up my driveway and so you so, so, so uh, you, you do you are out there scouring Ex- looking totally and still today because I'm the gatherer and Ollie is the one that puts it on the wall I mean he's the, uh, the one yeah. that likes to put the collage you know, and everything else but me yes I look on, still today I do it just because I always a, a, a concept restaurant in my head just to keep, you know, to stay fresh to, as you know, you cannot sit on your laurels. I mean, then mm-hmm. life goes on and you have to keep up with what's going on today. I mean, then people want more. So I've heard a uh, rumor, there's a fable that there's a storage unit where you, like Indiana Jones style <laughs> archive, where you're putting all of these rare finds that That's you true. intend to use one day. Very this true. is true. Okay. Very true. You know, and there's some leftover from the 331, there's you know, the thing, because you know, you sift through it, so to speak, and then you want to use the, the best pieces, I mean, mm-hmm. right? Which means, but we keep the other one because we say, okay, we'll open another one one day and we'll, and we'll need it. And, and, and Oli is a little bit like me. I mean, I'm not a hoarder, but very close to, uh-huh, to it. Uh-huh. I mean, so we, because when you see something, don't wait or hesitate. Get it now because why? it's not something you can buy in PO1 or whatever. And we don't want it by in PO1. We, mm-hmm. we love the fact that the piece that I had alive and already in this story, someone else loved it before you. And, mm-hmm. and you give it a second chance in life, I mean, which is really... What do we do? I do that, yes, and I love to do that and keep it because then we did the the three thirty one, all this chandelier, remember, that we have recycled through the red bar and here at Louis Louis, you know. So we still do it. I would say another element of uh the formula for the restaurant appears to be as as eclectic as is the decor, the, the menu is quite simple. Yes. We find out, you know, if you you keep the, the menu simple for some like we try to keep our prices on the lower end, so we need volume. I mean, we cannot, you don't spend three hours here, as you know. I mean, you come here, usually 45 minutes to an hour max, I mean. Mm-hmm. So we have to be 
production friendly, like Oli said. Then we cannot do you know, reduction a la minute or be in nouvelle cuisine. We put 37 ingredients. I mean, let's keep something. It's more like comfort food, mm-hmm. like a mashed potato we are known for. It's amazing, and, mm-hmm. it, and everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. We don't give you choices. I mean, you have like, a, you want French fries? Do you want it? Baked potato? No. It's mashed potato <laughs> or rice or pasta, and that's it. I mean, so again, keep it simple. Yeah. That's behind the concept. It was, but I, like I say, only developed that to an art form. I mean, well, I, I've often joked, you know, that everywhere you guys go, you seem to create a parking problem um, because you know it's like the Red Bar and then the uh, success of the three thirty one, and yeah. really it, it got so successful that Wait, it was. By the way, run across the street to get yeah, the parking. That's right. yeah. And then now even here at Louis Louis, you know, there's overflow. I mean, it's it's almost like you you really uh, keep the off duty police officers no, no, uh, well paid no, no, because you have to have them to direct traffic. No, no, no yes, I mean, which is a good problem to have, so to speak. And we try to be good neighbors in the sense that. Like at the Red Bar, we created this shuttle service that goes from the corner to uh, to, sure. to be nice to your neighbor. We don't want to, we don't want to be a nuisance by sure, way sure. or a danger to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but yes, it is. I guess success it's a byproduct of the success. I guess. I mean, it, it, well, that's a nice problem to have, and I know a lot of restaurateurs who would gladly <laughs> trade places <laughs> yeah, right. with you. Um, so you've been doing this for. 60-some-odd years. I mean, so in, 60 years, yeah. I'm, I'm 59 to be precise. I mean, I'll, I'll be... In the uh, restaurant business. Yeah, in the restaurant business. Yeah. I mean, to me, and, and I'm grateful to the restaurant business because it brought me success and a good living. I mean, and, and I raised my family. And, and we are still successful. And, and see your children... You know, open their wings and take the win and become more successful than you are. It's a great feeling, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also, uh, it's just there's something about that family element when I walk in and I see Kyle or yes, I see and Louis and, and, you know, there is a... It's a uniqueness. Of, I'm not unique, right? We are not unique. We're a family working together by all means. I mean, but the fact that we work together, we still love each other, we still like each other. Mm-hmm. We travel together still. I mean, I, I, like we, we go to whether Las Vegas or wherever, or vacation, or we still like our company outside of the business, I mean, which is wow. an amazing thing <laughs> to yeah. me. Yeah. And to me, it was for one of my dreams, to be honest with you. With Oli, when he was 17 years old, he always said, one day we'll work together. You know? mm-hmm. But, as you know, sometimes this thing got in the way or whatever. I don't want to be personalized. It, but sure. uh, it ended up this way. And I'm so blessed. I mean, because, you know, I'm one of the rare guys who sees, uh, and I always joke, I said, we are one of the rare restaurants where we do everything from scratch. The food and the staff. <laughs> <laughs> Start with the basics. Start with the basics. Yeah, well, that is true. It is a uh, pleasure to have you uh, in, in, in the community, and it's a pleasure to sit and hear your stories, Louis. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how proud the community is of the places you've created and uh, how um, amazing it is to walk into a place like this and to see a friendly smile. We, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. It's certainly great. great to hear that. And we are proud of it. As you know, like I said, this was the first thing I learned when I started to be proud. I mean, listen, you are not, you know, a lesser person. Mm-hmm. You are in the service business. It's a profession. Mm-hmm. As you know, when you go to Europe, you see waiter, they are 50 years old. I mean, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's their job, right? Mm-hmm. In America, we are most used to see younger people and sure. doing it between school, but. No, it's true. It's a very ble- great blessing for me. I mean, to, uh, well, come find uh, Louis anytime at Louis Louis. He's easy to spot because he's one wearing the colorful shirt. <laughs> uh, and it's hard to miss his accent and his smile as well. Thank you again, Louis. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you.